You're listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network with Nikki Stott. I'd like to pay my respects to country and to all the elders past, present and emerging who've been part of the struggle for so long for sovereignty and self-determination. This week on Earth Matters, we'll hear part two of a two-part outside broadcast recorded at the protest blockade for the International Mining and Resource Conference in Melbourne two weeks ago. In this episode, presenters Viv Marlowe and Robbie Thorpe speak with anti-coal and CSG activist Tim, as well as Lucho from the Latin American Solidarity Network and grassroots community activist Jessica. But first, we'll hear from Michaela Stubbs, speaking with West Papuan student and activist Para Bivi. All right, so this is Michaela here. I'm going to have a chat with Para Bivi. Uh, hello, I'm Para Bivi, I'm West Papuan student activist. So um, you've just been walking around uh, with some sustenance for people. <laughs> tell, tell us about your role here today. Oh yeah, I'm, in, I'm with the Emotional Welfare Group, so... Yeah, we know activism is kind of draining your energy, so we're here to help for people who want to be listened, who might be trauma with the presence of the police or experience any, you know, mental struggle, come and talk to us. We are here, you know. We're trying to, like, anticipate every problems that might come up with the blockade IMARC and the activists around here. Mm. So, it sounds like there's been a lot of good organizational work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, it's good to see the energy, and it's it's as we know this is collective, so a lot of supports. And for me, we need something like this more. And so, tell us a little bit about the West Papua campaign now, and and the key things that you're working on. With this blockade, I mark and the presence of West Papuan community here. Um, as we know, um, the last two months has been a really hard time for West Papuan people. More than 180 West Papuans pass away. They send this military, thousands of them, more than 6,000 of them to West Papua and shut down internet, block internet com- communications. And there's thousands of troops still in West Papua. And we know that you know BP and Freeport McMoran, all of these mining and energy companies are the major donor to militarizations in West Papua and not only in West Papua but in other island regions of Indonesia like in Kalimantan with the palm oil plantations industries and coal mining and there's so many of them so these companies are corporate and climate criminals pretty much. So they're directly funding the military yep. to yep. maintain their yes. operations there. Yeah. Truly, truly because as we know BP Exploration is one of the mining and energy company member of this IMAC at the moment. There is a BP Asia Pacific in Bintuni Bay, West Papua. They're having this LNG Tangu expansion project in Bintuni, West Papua. And the company been established for more than 20 years. But in West Papua, this, the oil price and gas price is so expensive. And there's no such a distributions of gas to every household in West Papua. And they have this um, ICBS program, Integrated Community-Based Security Program, where they employ um, West Papuan people, West Papuan indigenous, to protect the company. And 
protect them from other West Papuan who fighting against the company. So pretty much they use West Papuan to spying on West Papuan and report the news to um, Indonesian military, you know, the TNI and Plory. Yeah, I mean, those kind of divide and rule tactics of employing some people in the community against others can just cause such long-term splits. And this scenario is not happening only in West Papua and it happens pretty much everywhere, you know, mm. South America or in Africa or Middle East. Mm. And the thing is, uh, West Papua community aware of it, you know, with so much military presence everywhere, but we... We've been terrorized, so like even our parents, our my generations and the next generations have this, you know, kind of bleak cloud on their minds that oh yeah, we're afraid to like being a voice or you know expose our culture because you know military see that as a pro Papua, mm. so what we will be facing is violence, so that's why we're scared. Mm. <laughs> And what are some of the impacts that these mining operations are having on the local communities? Based on experience, what I've seen is like so many corruptions. Not only that, um, there is environmental destruction too. Like uh, I was in um, Salawati Island and Petrogas, PetroChina, and BP also with the water treatment to go to the open ocean. It's actually bleached out all the coral reef around there. The sand is so sticky and leaking everywhere. The community there don't don't know much on how to fight against this, and because of the presence of military as well, and also in Freeport, you know they they pay so much money to TNI and Pori that sometimes they create this propaganda that oh the indigenous people is you know come with this um, liberation movement. They create this story of, oh, West Papua and indigenous have a guns and, you know, killing all the mining workers. And then that's why the company need to give more money to the military so, you know, they can protect more and you know, kill more West Papua people. So, so much, so much troubles happening to West Papua community by this big, you know, mining energy companies in West Papua. And to be fair, it's not only happening in West Papua, but it happens in Kalimantan, Borneo, it happens in um, Sumatra and other Indonesian islands region too. Is there any collaboration with people on those islands and West Papuans around tackling this yes. mining and big multinational operations? Yes, um, uh, in grassroots base, some of uh, our environmental activists like Budi Laksono in the environmental documentary filmmaker that just been arrested because of exposing all this Indonesian political mafia that related to all these coal mining companies and palm oil industry that already established all over Indonesia. So yeah, all the, along the grassroots uh, environmental activists, they have a really strong relation. But you know, uh, what I'm scared of what's happening like, after this presidential election where Prabowo Subianto has become the next defense minister and also his brother is a maritime affairs and fisheries minister and also Tito Kanavian, like ex-police, Indonesian police high chief, has become minister of foreign affairs, like pretty much just like um, Indonesian person of Peter Dutton. Yeah, it, it's, we need to fight harder, I mean, I think. Mm.
environmental activists and human rights activists in Indonesia because these people, these people responsible for massacres after massacres, you know, students massacres back in the 90s and women massacres in West Papua, East Timor too, and these people actually being a decision maker in the cabinet of Indonesia. So it's pretty scary scenario for West Papua and other Indonesian activists mm. back home. Yeah. And so you talked about uh, BP Exploration, is it? Yes, uh, yes. company is going to be here. And yep. what? who else is going to be here at this meeting? And do you know what sort of yep. themes they're discussing? I've known BP Exploration will, will run a workshop. And, and also the, there's Rio Tinto as well. And, yeah, Rio Tinto takes shares with the Freeport McMoran West Papua too. So Rio Tinto also responsible for that Okiteri mines and Panguna mines and you know mm. Bougainville so yeah uh, what I know is like they involved and they're participating in here so that's why we want to be here with the whole support groups and solidarity we want our voice to be listened by this company because it seems like what I've known what I've seen so far in Indonesia they feel like there's no challenge by the West Papuan community there's no protest or rally you know things are okay but actually we spot you we know what you're doing we know what you've committed and then uh, yeah you, they are, you're supporting this genocide in West Papua and that's why we're here yeah we want to share you know what's happening in West Papua what's happening in BP Bintuni Bay in West Papua and Freeport as well so people will understand and people will know because what's happening in West Papua at the moment is really critical and we're hoping that you know international community put attention to it even the UN you know come send your human rights representative to see because what's happening is um, Zainal El Hassan uh, one of the UN uh, human rights commissioner visit was uh, refused by Indonesian uh, Indonesian president Jokowi and this is the truth that people need to realize you know Australian community we, we are your neighbor there's there's genocide there's human rights violation happening in West Papua and all the evidence are, are there mm. so that's why yeah I encourage more Australian community to know more about your closest neighbor you know West Papua because Australia involved so much in in West Papua in exploiting our natural resources with all the you know Australian company Rio Tinto BHP BP and also training um, Indonesian uh, highly skilled troops called Kopassus in Campbell Barrack Pet Western Australia so mm. yeah this information this information need to be you know share distributed to Australian communities so, so, so they know you know that's taxpayers money your money been using to funding this yeah 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 we're here we're standing not only with the mining issues happening in Australia but in West Papua Pacific countries South America so in solidarity with other you know community who fight against this uh, climate so this is this is a celebration too yeah. So we know that oh, there are actually people, you know, fighting. People here know what's going on. So come yeah. in with us. Come and meet us here. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe for our listeners, can you just set the scene of of what's happening here now? Oh yeah, oh it's it's great. There's a lot. A lot. I mean, like I, I couldn't I couldn't count it, but probably more than hundreds. 
yes, and we're expecting more. Yeah. And also a lot of banner, colorful banner from different movement against BP, against uranium mines, anti-fracking, Noah Dani, pretty much everyone come here with their creativity and passions to help. Yep, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much. Thank for you, thanks for having me. <laughs> chatting to us today. That was Michaela Stubbs speaking with West Papuan student and activist Porobivi. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. This week on the show, part two of a two-part outside broadcast recorded at the protest blockade for the International Mining and Resource Conference in Melbourne two weeks ago. All right, here we are. And we're going to just continue to talk to people and bring interviews with... Um, people that are attending today and find out as much as we can about what's going on and and why what are, what are people motivated by I do notice lots and lots of people just walking past without even paying much attention at all I guess um, that's not generally unusual you reckon more people would stop and maybe find out what's happening because their futures are at stake too but there you go alright and we are talking here with Tim. Yes, hey. G'day, Tim. How you doing? Um, what do you reckon about today? Uh, today's been good. Um, we had the swarm earlier. Um, Tell people what a swarm is. Okay, student swarm. Uh, people marched to uh, through the city to Oceanic, Oceana Gold, um, which is a company um, which is responsible for human rights abuses throughout the world, um, particularly the Philippines. We heard some uh, from some Filipino speakers and activists who have been fighting against them um, for a fair while. And across the road was the offices of Rio Tinto, again another you know multinational who um, has been sort of reaping destru- destruction across the world and here as well for a very long time. So these multinationals that have made, a lot of them have their headquarters here in Melbourne. Yeah. Even though their earth destruction may take place far, far away from the head office. Yeah. So I guess everyone here today is doing, you know, a, a good thing for people who can't make it to these offices and these conferences. Yeah. For me, I mean, I'm used to blockading, you know, on country, like at mine sites and like in the bush. I've done a few urban blockades, but it's not, it's not my forte. It's quite interesting to be in a look at this building that I'm looking at now, the exhibition centre, like it's huge. Yeah, dealing with this sort of architecture and landscape and figuring out how to shut business down here because um, I guess we can shut mines down and that's super important. Always focus on that, um, but also shut the offices down. You know, these are sort of where the CEOs are sitting around and making decisions to destroy things. So both. Um, I'm interested in myself to figure out like, you know, I'm looking at this behemoth of a building and it's sort of pretty intense. So, yeah, blocking the entrances. I, I guess um, when they have IMARC or mining conferences in general, making it like like a challenge for them, you yeah. know. Make it, they have to employ all these extra people. They have to spend a lot of money to put on their convention, you know, to keep us out. We had this uh, forum the other day. Um, it was like, a, you know, First Nations uh, standing up against mining forum. Um, hearing from Marisol, uh, Mapuche, uh, First Nations uh, in the Chilean area, um, hearing her talk about like all of the all of the companies that are responsible for the destruction over there, like Glencore, Rio Tinto, 
uh, American Anglo, maybe American Allied. You know, these are, you know, I've been fighting uh, coal and coal seam gas um, on like sort of like I'm Wiradjuri, but I've been fighting it like on a Wabakol. Um, where am I? Gomoroi, Kamilaroi country, like all through up north, west, New South Wales. It sort of was interesting to know all those names from our own local fights, but from someone sitting next to me who's from the other side of the world, the same companies are doing the same things, much worse, um, well, sort of involved in some much more like direct violence over there. So that was interesting to sort of quite emotional, but that solidarity idea of like, this is these there's a few companies that are responsible here and they run out of Australia as well which is pretty full-on and as like you know I'm just looking around I'm looking at the office sort of maybe a couple of blocks away um, they're right here so we can affect change here we're not going to do it with theory alone we need to be doing this year after year targeting the mining conferences um, disrupting you know people paying eight thousand bucks to sit in a room and hear other billionaires millionaires CEOs talk about how to trick people and gain social license, all of this insider knowledge which really helps this extractivist abusive industry flow, like, you know, so they're having a networking event where they're sharing information and we need to disrupt that, you know, sort of this is, this is their base of sharing. Some MPs are coming, you know, a lot of uh, reps of these companies we've just mentioned, like imagine like, you know, big reps of Rio Tinto, they think they're important, but these, I guess, are the people and the power brokers who are making these decisions to just destroy, you know, country, um, to destroy First Nations, Indigenous land, the world over. Deadly Tim. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'm just going to read out a couple of signs. I'm reading one there. It says, mining equals genocide. Capitalism is destroying the planet. Act now. I'm at uh, climate criminals. System change, not climate change. Blockade. I mark. Yep. And there are. Ah, we are broadcasting from the other side of the river today. Bunurung, Bunurung, Bunurung side. I don't know if I'm across the river. I've got to say, but um, it's all right. I'm joined in by Robbie, who's been. Practicing blockading, you know, we're looking here, staring right at this Yarra River. What, what, what was it once? Oh, as you can imagine, would have been a beautiful um, resource for the local mobs there. I'm sure it went full of fish, ducks, platypus, and everything you can imagine was, was living in that river there. And it's, a, it's a beautiful river, but they say that within a year of uh, colonialism, the river was basically polluted to the point you couldn't even swim in it. That's not very nice. I mean, you know, you walk into someone's house and just trash the joint like that, you know? That's um, criminal. And, um, you know, where's your morals? Hello. Hello, how are you? Hello, everyone. You part of the crowd here today? Yeah, yes, yes, we are here. I'm Lucho, Lucho from, from Latin America Society Network. Tell me um, what message you want to get out to the listeners, perhaps, that don't know. Why should people be concerned? Well, these companies is creating a lot of problems all around the world, especially with the indigenous land, indigenous territories. They are displacing people from the areas. They are taking control of the land. They crushing the land. You know, they destroying the land. Ecocide. It's ecocide. Yeah. It's soft. It's still soft that world, but it's destroying the land, destroying the environment, destroying where people live. 
I agree with what you just said there before. Maybe it's a bit softer word, ecocide, mm. even genocide. I think yeah. the words don't cut it. Exactly. Because it's some time, I guess, since the, at least the word genocide was coined. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just different versions, I guess, and a, a bigger words for them. Someone yeah. who put the word to me, I heard the other day, terrorcide. Have you heard of that one? Terrorcide. No, that's, that's, yeah. that's better. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I thought, yeah, that's... Yeah, um, because I, I didn't look too much into it, but... Because when people are organised and try to denounce these kind of people, they call mm. us terrorists. So mm. um, they are the real terrorists Terrorist because they are destroying everything. They destroy people, they destroy the environment, they destroy everything. So that's the dangerous of these companies. And we have example for in Colombia, they are displacing, they are, they are taking over the land of these people. Do they do the same thing over there, like where companies promise, you know, the small towns, oh, there'll be jobs, lots of oh, jobs, yeah. good for economy. Yeah, they promise, they have a lot of problems. For example, it's a small town in, crossing to Cerrejón. It's a mine that is controlled by BHP. This is a small town. They promise they're going to build a hospital, they're going to make a school, they're going to be better condition for workers. And they have been 20 years and haven't done anything. And a lot of people have been dead there because of the respiratory disease. Because through this town, the, the train with all the coal, you know, without covering the, the wagon, and all the dust is coming out. Mm-hmm. And when you go to that town, you go with a white chair, you come in, you, you leave it, you know, grey, because mm-hmm. all the dust on, on you. So it's, it's incredible how people live there, and, and kids especially. Uh, it's a community called Tabasco, in, it's a community Afro, Afro-Colombian descendant, and also an indigenous community. They, they live because of Arriba, Arriba is crossing the community. So what this company did, was to change in the course of the river, and this community didn't have the water they need. So in the last 10 years, about four, 5,000 kids have been dead of this. What's that called? What's it's Tabasco. 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 Uh, and what they did first, they, they displaced the people. Yeah. Because, you know why? Because one meter and 40 centimeters, they scored on, on the soil, underneath the people. Just one meter and 40 centimeters. You know, so, 140 centimeters below this coal. That's why they want to displace the people. It's very easy to take the coal from underneath. And this has been going on for? For 10 years, 5 years, 10, 10 20 years. So that's why it's a lot of problem in, in, in Colombia when the people stand up here or you do a protest like this, they shoot them. It's, it's, in yeah. the, it's environment defenders, you know, or people who defend human rights stand up for their right, they kill them straight away. At, at just in the last two years, 800 leaders, indigenous women, and uh, uh, environment activists have been killed. Like that, they lie, like that, 800 people. You know what that means? It's women, especially because the women, yes. as a more the fighter, they're in front of the struggle, defending the land, defending the territory, with peaceful means, you know? But these bastards, these criminals, like BHP, like Rio Tinto, like, like Oceana Gold, like all the mining companies, they kill them. They throw away and they contract paramilitaries. And in Australia, no one knows this. You know, no one knows this, that BHP are, you know, are, are in any way commit, uh, commit, committed and in relationship with these paramilitaries. Do you think if they knew, if it was all over, you know, 60 Minutes and the current all over the news, that the, they knew about the, what, the, really what goes on with these mining companies and the effects on the land and the people... Do you think that will be enough for people to shift their consciousness and their ways and somehow 
Yeah, that, that, that happened in Chile. In Chile, after 30 years of this extractivist model, mm. because it's the main cause of the poverty, the main cause of the inequality, yeah. those people after 30 years are, are uprising us, are, are stand up. One million five hundred people two days ago against this kind of people, against, against this government, like the right-wing government of, in, in, in Chile, because and now everybody demanding the key's resignation on the government. So, and also people asking for change everything in the, in the country. This same, same, but different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah? exactly. We've got same, the same, same enemy. Different historic moment, but same thing different. Australia is going that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why right. we need to stand together. All right. I mark live, broadcasting live. The Black Block, I've found someone else going to have a chat to us. Hi. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Um, tell us about what brings you out here today and what information you've got, I guess, that you can share with listeners about iMark. I came in from the town I live in in South Gippsland called Wonthaggy and uh, I came in because I'm really passionate about the fact that the mining companies are wrecking the planet and in particular they're happy to come in, rip out the maximum profits and then spew all their poisonous um, um, effluent back into lo local communities where people are trying to live, whether it's the Northern Territory, whether it's West Papua, whether it's, you know, wherever. Australian mining companies are involved too. It's not just the big ones. And, you know, I just get furious. And if you live in a small town, you can't really see so many representatives of those vicious multinationals. And so if they have to come into the city, I suppose. And I just love to meet other people who are passionately wanting a better world, really. And yeah. as soon as I walk, walked up, I started to see my friends. So yeah. that made me feel good. Same faces. Yeah. yeah. I've been giving out leaflets just to the passers-by. A lot of people are saying no thanks. But I've noticed that. Yeah. A lot of funny, people just walking funny that. past. Yep. But, uh, but I have had one guy who was totally on side and he said he's coming back tomorrow with his ring a friend. So sometimes you know, when you get a good response. And I've yeah. talked to a woman who's organised this homeless women's collective, which is a new group. She's just over there. So... I think oh, we're, enjoy we're enjoying the fact that we're meeting other, other kindred spirits. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. This week on the show we heard part two of a two-part outside broadcast recorded at the protest blockade for the International Mining and Resource Conference in Melbourne two weeks ago. In this week's episode, presenters Viv Marlowe and Robbie Thorpe spoke with Lucho from the Latin American Solidarity Network at latinamericasolidaritynetwork.org, as well as grassroots community activist Jessica and anti-coal and CSG activist Tim. We also heard from Michaela Stubbs speaking with West Papuan student and activist Paravivi. If you missed part one of this series, you can check out the podcast at 3cr.org.au forward slash earthmatters. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Radio Network for all their hard work in bringing you this program today and the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their generous support. Earth Matters is produced at 3CR Community Radio in Fitzroy, Melbourne, and we can be contacted at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com. That's all for now, but tune in next week for more environmental and social justice stories.
genocide here is a lot more sneaky than it is in Rwanda or other places around the world. It's one thing whitefellas learnt in the last 200 years to be very sneaky about their genocide. You look at the 38 nations that were here before white settlement and then you count up the numbers that are still surviving, still out there doing their business on their country. Well, there's only 25 left, so what happened to the other 13? Let's talk about the Black GST. Genocide to be stopped, sovereignty acknowledged and treaties made. Tune in to Fire First every Wednesday from 11am till 12 midday on 3CR with Robbie Thorpe. Those people who have no land rights haven't got justice, but neither do those people who have land rights have justice. You're listening to Community Radio Network around Australia, brought to you by 3CR Community Radio. So stay tuned as we bring you news, live updates, music and interviews with Aboriginal people from around the country. The only free body we have is the Aboriginal government on the grassroots and the Aboriginal embassy on the lawns outside the old parliament house. We will not go away. And as that stone rests in that mountain, and as our spirit rests in this country and over this country, we will not go away. Neither shall our power pass. And that's here forever, until justice comes. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.